Bugs, 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 bugs. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby. Yay, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kayla. And today we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about the matchmakers list. And uh, I'm going to be talking about the girls in the garden. (gasps) A novel. Yeah. Um, But first, how is everything with life and Um, the quarantine? uh, The quarantine? Well, for me, the quarantine's going great because really been practicing it my whole life. Um, But... (laughs) But it's going fine, you know. Working from home is great um, for me. For me, at least, it's been it's been pretty nice, and um, it's given me time to like catch up on my full house <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's been uh, it's been really really fun. Um, what about for you? Yeah, um, we're just very bored as we have been. Um, work uh, extended it indefinitely. Working from home indefinitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, so is there not a date? And so, yeah, obviously, uh, the president said April 30th, and then HR at work said uh, we'll probably go a couple weeks after that date. As of now, as of uh-huh. now, um, but obviously that could change again and For again sure. and again because it has changed again so and again that, yeah. and again. So, um Yes, yeah, so I don't know really what to expect. We're moving on Saturday. Um, and it has been such a freaking hassle to get internet in our new place because, or to switch internet from here to there mm-hmm. because um, they're not sending technicians out. Oh, oh, that sucks. Oh, that right. sucks. Yeah. And so basically, I mean, it's pretty easy to set it up, but if anything goes wrong, then it's like, who's going to come fix it? Exactly. And you both need to work from home. Right. It's not like we have the option to go to Starbucks to work. You know, like we have to work from home. So fingers crossed it goes well um, when we when we do the Internet. We shall see. Um, We actually we have our current place an extra week. So we move it on the fourth, but we don't have to move out of here until the 12th. And so I'm going to do a deep, deep, deep clean of the new place this coming weekend and then we'll move our stuff gradually throughout the week and then we'll officially move the following weekend so that's gonna be really nice i'm very excited uh to have a room to stay in when i come visit you and go to disneyland again um because i desperately think we need that again as soon as this freaking thing is lifted my vacation got canceled so Uh, yeah big fat bummer but you know what That just means I get to spend more time with my friends domestically. Yes. <laughs> okay, who's going first this week? Great. Um, I think I am. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. So I read The Matchmaker's List by Sonia Lolly. Cute little cover. I bought it um, actually at the last, the independent bookstore, San Diego Book Crawl last year. So it's been almost a year. Support your independent bookstores. Whoop. And I bought it, I think it was just like on like a side rack and I was like, oh, I I want that one. And so I bought it and I finally, since we're quarantining, I was like, okay, I'll pick it up 
Seems like a nice light read. Okay, I'll give you some, a synopsis. So her name is Raina. She's Indian and she has very Indian family in terms of culture, traditions, and she's almost 30 and her grandma is like, you need to get married now. So that's the the matchmaker's list. The matchmaker is her grandma, right? Oh, that's cute. And, yes, it's it's very, very cute. And I, I learned a lot about Indian culture too while reading it. And I really... It was very, very good at like explaining certain things in a way that wasn't like, oh, I'm learning something. Like it was part <laughs> of the story, you know? Yeah. So I really appreciated that. And the book starts off with a little handwritten list that says, boys for my reina. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven boys listed and basically like their name and then who they are and kind of what they do and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So this is the list that we start off with. And the book is formatted a, a little oddly. So it goes, it starts, the chapters are current chapters, right? But then they go into, so it's a chapter. And then it says, then there's not another chapter, but it says date number one. And then she goes on a date with the guy. And then at the very end, it doesn't work out. And so it it says like, or it's crossed out. And sometimes Raina will put a note on what the, date was like right and then and then it'll go to chapter two and oh the premise is so she's turned 29 and her grandma wants her to get married or at least be engaged before she turns 30 so it's in the block of a year when she's 29 to 30 right then it goes backwards from the birthdays in like the most important memorable birthdays in her life so what is her birthday may 20th and so she'll it'll go backwards so it'll be like May 20th, 2016. And then a couple chapters later, it'll be May 20th, 2010. May 20th, 2006. And, you know, things like that. Yeah. So it's chapters, it's dates, and then it's her birthday going back to like when she was a kid. It's formatted very interestingly. And I, I really had a, a hard time getting into it because, you know, you're reading one chapter and then it goes to like a date and then it goes to like a birthday. And it just like, it was a little choppy in my opinion um i really liked reina until about halfway through i'm gonna give a big spoiler here obviously the premise is she her grandma wants her to get married right yeah her grandma is bugging the hell out of her to get married right and so it gets to the point where reina allows her grandma to believe that she is a lesbian so that yes she allows her grandma to believe that she's a lesbian. And it is it is very frustrating, in my opinion, that that is a plot point and that she used something that people actually go through and are legitimately gay and like legitimately struggle not struggling with but like like a thing that they actually have to deal with in their life right and like with, and coming and out with, to their family and stuff like that exactly exactly and with their yeah. and with their families and so i understand when you get to the very end you kind of understand why it was a plot point because a kid that she used to babysit he's gay and so then he uses her coming out as a way for him to come out because in the indian culture um you know they're not allowed to be gay you know so there's these cultural issues yeah with, yeah with with sure, being homosexual sure. you know and so 
I appreciated it from the perspective of her grandma at first was really shocked, but then Raina, you know, is looks at her grandma's tablet and sees that she's searching like how to, you know, help your son as they come out or how to help your, your daughter, you know, like things like that. And so it's really supportive, be supportive. And it's, 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 it's very, so it's very sweet to see someone who is traditional and in their culture, it's not accepted, but yet she still wants to support her granddaughter. And that's very important to her. Yes. And so I like that. I still don't think it's right to use that as a plot point though. And that Raina does it so freely and kind of she feels guilty but she lets it go on for a very very long time she lets it go on for months you know and it's because she gets to this point where the the kid that she used to babysit wants to come out and so then she doesn't want to affect that and so then she's like okay it's not time it's not time but it's like yeah, it is. You you need to just tell your grandma because then her grandma wants her to marry a woman. So then, ah! yeah. <laughs> so no, then, too supportive. Too supportive. <laughs> right. So so she she start the grandma starts getting to the point where she's like, oh well, instead of a man, I still want you to be married. You oh don't like men. I'm gonna find you a woman. There's yeah. a movie called The Wedding Banquet. Have you ever heard of it? No. So I had no. to watch it for my cinema class, and it's about okay. this like um he's like a, he's a Chinese. Man man and he is he's in a relationship with a white man but his family wants him to get married it's it's like the same type not the same type of thing because he actually is really gay but he he ends up want telling his parents like yeah yeah i know a woman and they're like like who and so he finds this random woman to marry and then um so that his family thinks that he's straight and then his 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 real boyfriend has to watch him marry this woman and it's like this big thing but then in the end he comes out to his family and tells them like oh he actually does sleep with the woman though sorry spoiler alert he does end up sleeping with the woman it's not really cool his boyfriend's super mad and then he does end up coming out to his family and then it turns out and his dad who did not speak english the entire film goes up to his boyfriend and is 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 almost like one of those things like take care of my son kind of thing it's actually if you if you like this if you if you appreciate like that kind of properly done storyline watch the wedding banquet but keep going i apologize go ahead okay no 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 i i I like it because no it's true that even it's the opposite thing that happened yeah in that story but the family was still supportive Mm-hmm. you know either way and so yeah so i i appreciated that the the grandma was supportive so one of the plot points reina did it because she really liked this guy dev and, but dev was like a dick who like oh. did not treat her right but she was like in love with him and so they were dating for like two years they dated but then he never mentioned marriage you know whatever and then he didn't want to meet her grandma and then like all this stuff and then he like kind of disappears from her life he's very busy with work they're like financial banking people you know so they're busy all the time yeah so they're busy all the time and um and so that's kind of her like excuse she makes these excuses for him like oh he's busy so he doesn't have time to put into a relationship with me but he still loves me blah 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 so I really liked Raina until she started getting Dev comes back after a couple years and is like let's do this again but then she basically tells her grandma that she's a lesbian 
um, in order to make her grandma back off so that she could focus on her dev because she knows that dev is not going to propose to her before she's 30. And so basically she does it for the purpose of making her grandma back off, which again, there's no good reason to pretend to your family that you are gay. Like, there's no good reason to do that. But like, in her mind, it was like, grandma's not going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. But then of course, her grandma tells someone who tells someone and then they're and they're in they're in Canada, the whole community just blows up. And then they all take sides. They're like, we're oh, okay. No! That we're, yeah, so it blows up. That's really that's ends up being like the whole plot of this book, which gets really frustrating because the first half was really cute. You know, she's going on these dates and she's it's like, Oh, this about the matchmaker list. Right. Exactly. She's like going on these dates and she's like, Oh no, he's not right for me. And like some of these dates are like weird. Like the guy, one guy is like vegan, which I'm a vegan, but he's like extreme vegan where he's, you know, he, he takes her to this place and she's like, what the fuck are you trying to feed me right now? <laughs> and it's really funny, but like, it's kind of cute at first, but then it gets to this point and I see why the author did it for the sake of the story getting to where it had to get. Overall, I was not very impressed. So I knocked it down a star, a star because of that. So mm-hmm. ultimately I gave it three stars. I probably, I would have given it four without that plot line because it's a cute romance novel you know yeah an an easy read but then you get to that point and you're just like this isn't a very unnecessary plot point and so I'm not I'm not gonna be about it so let me ask really quick so when when they get to that part of the storyline where she is Mm -hmm. now pretending to be a lesbian yes does she stop the dates entirely at that point at that point she's already gone through the list (laughs) and and how far into the book is that about halfway through. So well, she's what already, the heck? Yeah. So she's already gone through the list. And at this point, her grandma has made her made a profile online, like IndiansDate.com for her and is sending her granddaughter these boys pretending that she knows them and not that they're from a dating site. So one <gasps> of the, yeah, so one of these underlying things too is that she sneaks onto her grandma's tablet and like checks what the grandma's doing and it's like playing games and things like this. But then she also sees, oh, she made me a profile on this dating website and that's who these boys are. They're not people that the grandma knows from the community or, you know, friend of a friend or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so it's, the matchmakers list, I think it would have been better to call it the matchmaker because the grandma is kind of a central character. She's not the main character, but everything revolves around the grandma. Yeah. Raina, Raina's mom isn't in the picture anymore. She's kind of a, she had her when she was 16 and she's kind of like a deadbeat now and just kind of traveling and stuff. And she never knew who her father was and things like that. So the grandma raised her. And so from that perspective, it's very cool to see how the grandma is still involved in her life and that she's important. She's her mom, basically. She is the equivalent of a mother to Raina. Um, And so I think that the title would have been better to call it just the matchmaker because the list is important in the beginning. And at the very end, Raina pulls out the list and she's like, oh, this guy. And she adds the guy that she ends up with uh, to the list. Like kind of, you know, but it's like- Who does she end up with, by the way? Yeah, so she ends up with um, a guy who is a friend of her best friend's husband. So her best friend's husband's best friend. So they were, yeah, so she ends up with him, but she she thinks of him kind of like she thinks of her mother, which is kind of 
not transient, but you know, someone who kind of nomadic, like, nomadic. Yeah. So like she, she, that's the way that her friend described this guy. And so like she meets him and she's like, Oh, you have any weed is like one of her like lines to him. And he's like, no, I don't. He like teaches basketball at those high school that she went to. And like, she bumps into him on a run and she like makes another joke about weed. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. And so she had these, these preconceived ideas about who he was that were inaccurate. And so they were very rocky at first, but then at the very end, she kind of realizes that he's the one, even though he thinks she's a lesbian. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then he thinks she's a lesbian. He starts dating someone else. So the, the story is very common convoluted there's a lot going on but the thing that stuck with me the most was that plot point that I just could not get past so like as I'm reading it I'm just like this just isn't cool I'm just not about this and it had some mixed reviews on Goodreads I was kind of reading what other people think I was like am I too sensitive like what is what are other people's thoughts and other people had a lot of the same ideas as I did so overall three stars I mean I recommend it if you're interested in like a light read, but be warned that that's a plot point. And if, I don't know, trigger, not a trigger warning, but like, it's <laughs> it not, does feel like it though. It does. Yeah. Like if you're sensitive, like if you, if you're gay and you had to come out to your parents and it was like a huge traumatic event in your life, you know, because they didn't take it well, you're not going to appreciate someone using that as a plot point in their book. So. Yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, that sucks. It sucks yeah. when you have a really good concept for a book. Yes. And then, and then it just deviates to the point where you're like, okay, whoa, whoa, uh, back here. Hi, hi, right. hi. Right. Um, I feel like I understand why because of that other character, but then just don't include that character. Like they could have totally not included that character and she could have got by with some other silly lie to get yeah. her grandma off her back. I just don't, it was not necessary in my opinion. So, yep. So that's that. To stick to the, I guess, I don't know, this whole thing of funky timelines, um, my book is The Girls in the Garden. Yes. So. Which, full disclosure, I read a while ago, so I honestly can't remember a lot. And so Kayla is going to jog my memory right now, and I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to act like this is a brand new book to me because, honestly, it'll probably – It'll probably hit me like it's a new book anyway. So <laughs> go <Exactly>. on. <laughs> that's yeah, that's how we're going to play this right now. Yeah. So the girls in the garden, this has so many different pathways and it, it takes so many different turns that it might get a little bit. I'm going to make up a word and say kerfuddled, but we will find our way back. That's so <laughs> so this this book centers around a mom named Claire who has two daughters, Grace and Pip. It actually doesn't circle around Claire at all, but I mean it, that is the main family, the main the focal point. They've moved to this this like neighborhood in England called Virginia Park. The story basically is about like the mom and her daughters and how they fit into the community and in a very and it's it's a mystery it is a who done it so the book actually starts off which i thought that this was brilliantly done very well done it starts off at a very climactic point so the point that would normally in the book be like oh my gosh what's going to happen what's going to happen what what's going to happen next that part happens within the first 10 pages of the book <laughs> 
So that part happens and it's like, holy crap. So this is going to be a huge spoiler. If anyone doesn't want to listen, like, I'm so sorry, but that's the whole point. Of the book. Yeah, right. It actually has it in the back. It does say it. It says, then one midsummer night during a neighborhood party, preteen Pip discovers her 13-year-old sister Grace lying unconscious and bloody in a hidden corner of a lush rose garden. What happened to her and who is responsible? So that's what happens. So that's the whole, that's the whole plot of the story is like, that's the first 10 pages or so. And then the book, what it does is it jumps to a page that says before. It takes you back in time to when they first got there or just after they first got there. And it explains, one, why they're there. And then it it brings them through meeting all of their neighbors. So the idea is that the reason that they moved there is because Chris, who's Claire's husband, had a psychotic break. He He's a paranoid schizophrenic and he burnt their house down and is now in a psychiatric ward. So they're kind of trying to hide from him. I say hide in air quotes because... It's more like the mom is trying to hide from the situation rather than hide from him. Because, yes, she doesn't know if he's dangerous or not, but she's actually not taking the time to find out if he's taking his medication or anything like that. She's like, I just, I want to hide from everything. Have you read any other Lisa Jewell books? No. Does she do this often? (laughs) So, no. So, I was just going to say, she writes very good characters I think like and has good good plot points where it's like okay the dad burned down the house and this is why they are moving you know he was a paranoid schizophrenic and yeah you know so she does she always has really good characters like that the one I read recently was the family upstairs Uh if you I mean you should read that book. It's very, very good. A better but. ending? Please tell me it has a better yeah. ending. Okay. I, thought, I thought it was a good, great ending. I The whole book I thought was so great. It was I a little it. predictable towards the middle, but then it, it's still one of those things that are a little bit... It's, it's enjoyable, even though it was predictable, because you just like the characters, and you just want to see where they get. You know, you're like... I, I I know I know a little bit of what's going to happen, but I just want to see it happen. So exactly, yes, yeah. yes. So so essentially, with this one is they go to this. They they're living in Virginia Park. They meet all the families that live there. So there's the houses, H O W S E S. And so Adele is the mother. She's like very free spirited. In my head, she was played by Minnie Driver. <laughs> she's Ooh. like, she's got like a like an olive skin tone with like curly brown hair. I'm like Minnie Driver, done. But for some reason, as I was reading it, Leo, her husband, I saw him almost like a Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> but I'm like Chris Hemsworth and Minnie Driver would never be married in a movie. I don't think. But no. like I saw him kind of like. Chris Hemsworth because Leo is the husband he's like very energetic and he's just got this vibe like when he walks in a room all eyes go to him and and all this stuff and and they're kind of hippies and they have kids that are also kind of hippies which are they're great there's yeah they've, they've got three girls and and the three girls are varying ages and around around Pip and Grace's age as well so they're kind of the first the first people that they meet and become friends with they also meet a boy named Dylan and he has a best friend named Tyler. Tyler is a girl and Tyler is a real bitch. <laughs> so really mean. I don't like her. Lindsay, do I curse often? No. No, do I don't. And I hate this kid so effing much. So anyways, I hate her. Here's what had happened. What had happened was um, they meet her and she's just like, she's just a real pill. 
And then there's also Rhea, who's like in the upstairs apartment, and she's got like a rabbit, which is so funny because my sister-in-law's name is Rhea, and she has rabbits. So I I had to shoot her a text. But anyways, that happens. And then Adele Adele and Leo, uh, Adele's father-in-law, Leo's father, comes to stay with them because he's getting surgery soon. He's going to get his uh, foot removed for his uh, because he has diabetes, unfortunately. So all this stuff happens. The girls become close with the house with the house house girls. Um, So they start hanging out. A lot of the story centers around Pip. She is such a focal point in the story because she is the youngest. She also doesn't really play in those clicky games. So oftentimes she is definitely like back here watching everything happen. So I think that's one reason why she's so like everything. So much of it actually comes from her point of view. Uh, And whenever a a chapter does happen, that is completely from Pip's point of view. It does end with her writing a letter to her father who is in the psychiatric board. Or so she thinks. And so anyways, so that happens. So Pip kind of sees that, you know, these kids are nice. Tyler, Dylan, the house, they're very nice. But she's like, I don't know. I don't really want to be friends with them, I don't think. But she can see that her sister really does want to be accepted by them. So she's kind of like, all right, well, I'll hang around, I guess. But I don't know. And a few times she does see some things that kind of stir something in her. At one point, she's at the house, the house girl's house. And she walks past the room and actually sees Tyler who is not one of the Howes, and she's sitting on one of the daughter's beds, and the Howes father, Leo, he has his arm around her, and he's comforting her, and he's holding her hand, and so Pip's like, that's weird, that's not her dad, and that is weird. So, like, little things happen like that, where you're like, hmm. And uh, whenever he comes in the room, Grace, Pip's older sister, does kind of straighten up, and she's like, I want to be cool. And so it's this thing of, like, Pip's like, I don't like the effect that he has on girls. I don't like it. So she's very, she's not, she's not feeling it. And then her, uh, her mom at some point does meet the family and really likes them and almost takes a, a very strange liking to the dad where she's like, you know, right now she's feeling like she doesn't have her husband. She's feeling lonely, all this stuff. And so she ends up kind of taking a shine to Leo. Like she's like, oh, like you're so, Adele is so lucky. You know, at some point she finds herself becoming extremely jealous of Adele. All this stuff happens. The father, their father gets released from the psych ward. And it actually, the psychiatric hospital wanted Claire, the mother, to come see him and bring the girls. But she, again, didn't want to face the situation. So did not happen. So he gets released and she has no clue where he is. But he actually does eventually find them and starts sending presents to the girls for their birthdays. And it's very unsettling for Claire. She does find out where he is living, thanks to Leo. So it's kind of like she knows where he is. He knows where she is, but they kind of stay separate. So what I really liked about this book is because the book starts off at the climactic point. It starts off with Pip finding her sister possibly sexually assaulted and and passed out on a hill and bloody. And then what it does is it sets up dominoes. So you're sitting there reading this this part, this before chapter, this before section where you're reading all these things from everyone's points of view and you're like holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. It could be this person. It could be this person. It could be this person. So it could be Leo, who Pip is getting the kind of the vibe that he might be a pedophile. It could be 
the father, uh, Leo's father, has been kind of known to be inappropriate with young girls. Also, Tyler, who I do not like, her mother is an absentee mother. Like she's just she's just very negligent, and she had had a sister who had died. And so basically, all these kids, there were kids just like them years prior. Uh, Leo was one of them and Tyler's mother was one of them. And so it was like, it's like every generation, there's a new set of kids. Right. That's kind of what we're dealing with. And so it's like history repeating itself because Tyler's aunt, uh, her name is Phoebe. She actually was found dead of an overdose. Some people did suspect Leo and some people did suspect Leo's dad. So basically what the book does is it just sets up these dominoes. It sets up all of these all of these people without saying, without explicitly saying, oh, they're a suspect, they're a suspect, they're a suspect. They let you decide who you think is a suspect. And they give you evidence to it as well. And then it comes to the after chapter, which is where it's it's the day after Grace has been found. Claire and Pip are at the hospital. Claire decides to finally call their dad and be like, hey, you need to come here. And I, I love this chapter. I'm not this chapter, but the section of the book, because Pip jumps into action. Pip is the younger sister, but they're Irish twins. They're not very far apart in age. And and Pip's just like, I need to take care of my sister. I need to find out. And she, and so like, it turns out when Pip found her, her sister's shirt was up, like was like lifted above. So her breasts were showing and then also her pants were pulled down. And so, and before anyone could see her, she actually pulled she made her like decent if you'll if you will um and so what ends up happening is she tells her mom that once once they're at the hospital and like the police start going around to different people so at this point i think that the story kind of shifts a little bit too because it shifts very much on the shoulders of adele and pip so before it was kind of like oh, it's this character this character this character this character and it's like no now it's adele and pip And so Adele, she is at home, has no clue what's going on at the hospital. And so what she does is she takes things into her own hands because the police come and they're asking questions. And Adele is like, this is all I know. And they're like, oh, that's that's wonderful. Thank you. And then she ends up going and asking questions of everyone there at the park, at Virginia Park. She doesn't ask anything to Tyler or Tyler's mom because, of course, negligent mom and... Tyler, who doesn't like Grace, you know, who doesn't who doesn't like her daughter. So she doesn't get to ask them questions, but she asks everyone else and she starts painting the picture herself. And one of the things is that when she finds out that Grace was overdosed, first thing her mind obviously does go to, oh my God, history is repeating itself with, you know, because Tyler's aunt. And and I think that part of her is like, oh my God, could it have been my husband? But when they say that she was overdosed with sleeping pills, she realizes like they probably came from her house because her father-in-law just had surgery. So it's like, oh my God, my father-in-law just had surgery and his entire stock is gone of sleeping pills. So she's like, all right, shoot. It was someone in my house had a, had a hand in this. Right. So she asks all the questions. She's trying to find out basically where the police investigation is going to lead so that she can prepare. She can prepare her family. She can prepare whoever she needs to, you know? So she does go about, she asks everyone questions. She sits Tyler down eventually and does, does talk to her and says, you know, like 
she was drugged and she had alcohol in her system and Tyler doesn't seem surprised. And and uh, Tyler actually does mention that at some point she, she mentions that she believed that Leo was her father for years and years and years until just recently, actually. And she just seems very hurt by it. Very, very hurt by the fact that Leo is not her father and that her best friend Dylan has actually been taken away from her. Because it turns out, as it turns out, Dylan was dating Grace, which is a big old plot point. Sorry, I missed that. (laughs) So, um, but yes, Dylan and Grace do end up dating. And so Tyler is kind of pushed on the back burner. So then what happens is Pip's running around. She's like trying to find the answer out. She's trying to figure out what's going on. And she does tell her mom, the police need to talk to these people. They need to talk to this kid. They need to talk to this person, this person. And she actually does approach Uh, one of the people and it's like you need to tell me everything because the police are going to come to you so you might as well tell me now and so she does get the answers that she needs eventually grace does wake up she wakes up first thing she says i'm sorry like and then awesome it goes back and it starts telling you the story of those missing hours because the thing is the police were trying to piece together the missing hours but they kept saying the only person who can tell us is grace when she wakes up she wakes up immediately story goes into the missing hours and it's like uh july 5th this time and so then every few chapters they're telling you the story from from hour by hour so what it turns out happened pip actually sits down with grace and says you need to tell me exactly who did this to you and grace is like i don't know and she's like grace they can do it to me and if they do it to me it's your fault and then grace is like they wouldn't do it to you and then she said it's all about me what it ends up being is that in the end tyler was mad because (laughs) she caught grace giving Dylan a blowjob in the elevator. She caught her doing that and she was pissed and was like, she's going to pay. And then she went, she stole the sleeping pills. She figured out how to administer them intravenously. And then she wanted to humiliate her. So she like lifted her shirt up, pulled her pants down and left her on the hill for everyone to find. And that's that's what it turns out it is. So this whole book is an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> the season with Mariska Hargitay and what's his face? I've never watched Law and Order SVU. Oh okay, that's a, that's a, oh, I, just, I, I I know I, I don't I don't know. I just wow. Um, I know I, I know I would love it. You I would. just haven't been able to commit to it quite yet. You just, I mean, the thing is, you could just come in at any point, just watch it, and then it's like, you know, it's, watch any episode. But yeah, that's what this whole thing is. And and so, what ends up happening, though, is you do, you do find that part out. Um, The police do see, like, a little, like, ponytail bobbing at the bottom of a CCTV, and they figure out, oh, it could be Tyler. I think, I want to say it all ends, that, that whole section of the book actually ends when she like wakes up and and that whole story is told where where tyler like actually hurts her knocks her out and all that jazz the part that i had the issue with was the epilogue because in the epilogue claire and adele so the two moms they run into each other 
And Adele's like, oh, like, how are you guys doing? You moved out so quickly. Oh, we miss the girls so much. And she's like, so did they ever find out who did it? And Claire says, well, no, Grace wouldn't tell us. She said that it was an accident. And I'm like, what the hell? And then not only that, Tyler shows up to be with Adele and the girls. And then Adele's like, yeah, you know, Tyler's mom turns out she's been spending a lot of time with this new boyfriend of her. So Tyler's basically moved in with us and, and I'm homeschooling her now. And I'm like, so you're saying that this bad guy from law and order special victims unit got away with it. Yeah. She just got away. Right. Like that angered me so much because I'm like, Grace, who are you protecting? Right. Like, I get it. I get it. You, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, you gave, you gave this kid a blowjob. Okay, fine. You did. I don't care. Whatever. But you're, but this girl just drugged you. She just, she just overdosed you with sleeping pills and you're just going to leave her there to go get away with it. And not only that, but Adele, Adele and her husband, they found the used syringe. They found in their browser history, they found instructions on how to administer those sleeping pills through, uh, through a syringe. They found all of that and they deleted it. They hid all the evidence because they didn't want Tyler to get in trouble. And it's like, you know what? Stupid. It's going to happen to your daughters next yeah. because you let that happen because you let her into your life. Like, I get it. She's a kid. You know, she's hurting. I get it. But like, but like. There's a, there's a line. There's, there's a, a line. line. Yeah. There's a line, Lindsay. So anyways, uh, that was the problem that I had with the book was that I was like, so you're telling me that no one paid for this crime, that the entire book, we're trying to find out who did it. And you told us who did it. The only person who really knows did it is Grace and possibly Pip, but Grace won't let anything happen to her. Well, oh, and I'm sorry, and Adele as well. My bad. Right. Yeah. The issue that I had with it was the fact that it was all over a blowjob. And, ah, you know, know. <laughs> right. And that it's, it's, it ended up being, you know, there's all this, this backstory and you think, oh, it's, it's the dad or it's the dad's dad or it's, you know, whatever. And there's all these potential creepy suspects who, oh, yeah. who are I still don't trust. I still right. don't trust you, Leo. Exactly. I still don't trust you. They are legitimate suspects should probably be looked at regardless and then it ends up just being a stupid kid who's jealous over the fact that a girl gave a boy a blowjob and she was mad about it. And then it's and then she gets away with it. So then that's like double whammy. So not even that it's a stupid reason, but that she got away with it. So yes. here's my thing. I understand her being mad. If I if that happened, I'd be pissed. But like the problem is she went too far way too she far. went way too far and like like she almost killed someone right because of she, a blowjob because of yeah exactly like she almost killed someone and they just let her get away with it they hid the evidence they let her get away with it and like you have gordon gordon just as a refresher is leo's dad who is actually like kind of perverted and not only that adele is actually pretty sure 
uh, Adele speaks to Rhea, who's the old woman who lives in the apartment complex, and she has watched all these people grow up, all these adults. She's watched these kids grow up. She's been there forever. And she tells her, oh, no. She's like, I actually, I'm pretty sure it's Rhea, at least, that, that says this. But she says, I always kind of had the idea. No, I'm sorry. It's Gordon that says this. He, he thought that it might have been Tyler's mom that killed her own sister because Tyler, Tyler's mom and Tyler's aunt were both dating Leo at the same time. Like, they were both trying to date him. He's like, I always thought it was her. Holy cow, like, it could have been her. You're right, she could have killed her own sister. And now that's why she's so effed up, is because she, like, she, you know, she's dealing with the, she's dealing with it. She's trying to justify it in her head. So she's effed up. So yeah, I uh, I was very angered by that. And then Adele Adele says, like mother, like daughter. Like, that's one of the things she says, is like mother, like daughter, because, you know, her her mom probably killed her sister over, uh, I'm sorry, her mom probably killed her aunt over, like, something silly like this. And now she almost killed her. She almost killed Grace. And it's like, yeah, and you're just going to let her get away with it. Yeah, yeah. You see how well that worked out the first time. So I think that's actually why Adele's trying to, like, takes takes Tyler in and, and has her live with her and, and starts homeschooling her because she thinks she can change her. She thinks she can turn her around on the right track. But it's like, uh, to me, I think she still should have paid. So I that was why I was angry. <laughs> that was, yeah. uh, so, so of the whole book, the whole book is amazing. What I've been telling people is if you're going to read the book, stop and don't read the epilogue. Do not read it. You'll just be pissed off. Just pretend just pretend that everything went well, bad guy got caught, whatever. Like, just don't read the epilogue. You'll sincerely be pissed. But I mean, other than that, book was well written, very well told, really funky timeline, just like yours. And the characters are just, mwah. I would say this is one, this is one to definitely pick up if you, if you want like a nice little mystery on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Jewell in general has very good books. Guys, this is why this is why this podcast exists right now is yes. because Lindsay and I <laughs> we like we will go and jump from one book to the next to the next if we can. And so like and we want you guys to be to come along for that ride. Like we want you to experience when when we tell each other about these books because this is our thing that we do and and we're like someone's going to want to know what book to read and they're going to want to know the things to look out for. And that's what we're here for, guys. So, yeah. well, uh, and if you've read the books that we've read and we're discussing, so if you've already read them, I love to discuss the books that I've read. Oh, and so sure. I would love to talk to other people, you know, or, or even just to be able to explain what I thought of the book. And so to for everyone listening, if you've read the book, you know, let us know and let us know what you thought of it too, because we we just like to discuss these things. So absolutely, come hence, over to our Instagram. Yeah, hence why we are here. So exactly. Yes. Yeah, come to our Instagram. You tell us what you thought about the books, and and we'll we'll let you know. Like we'll let you know if we agree or if we disagree. It'll be a really good time. Just you know, just know that you have a friend who is willing to listen to you to what you think about books and and we'd love you to do the same so uh thanks for listening guys yeah thanks for listening bye all right bye bye